Hi and welcome along to a new episode of On The Streets. I'm your host, George G. Um, This is a bit of a strange one this week. It's more a self-promotion type talky thing than um, actual stuff that I've been doing because I haven't really been doing much. Um, Although saying that, I did shoot two rolls of Cosmo Photo for the Project Box camera. Developed both of them. Image is not that great. Um, And I've also managed to shoot a roll of Kentmere 400 in my Sprocket Rocket, which I haven't actually um, developed yet. Probably get that done at the weekend if I get the chance. So, yeah, and... At present in London, it is absolutely chucking it down with rain after having nice sunny days. But yeah, this is, um, like I say, is a bit of a self-promotional episode, this, where I talk about um, a couple of zines that I've put together and, um, yeah, just basically promoting them. So if that's not your thing, you can switch off now and... I won't be offended. (laughs) So, on with the show. In the last episode, I spoke about some of the new zines that I'd recently purchased and the joys of actually collecting zines. In this episode, I want to talk about my process of actually putting a zine together and how I've gone about it. Um, Over the years, I've done different little projects to keep my photography interesting for me at least and um, I've always done like little projects of things that be it we had um, one summer we had loads of like they were like giant plastic elephants in and around London and I went out and photographed them and then we had these telephone boxes that had been redesigned um, by some famous artists they were in and around London so I went out and photographed them and all the time I thought well what could I actually do with them and most of the time they just ended up on Flickr or sort of Google photos and never really saw the light of day that much but in recent years there's been a big trend in the film community for producing zines and over the last I don't know two years three years I suppose I've done a couple of little projects that I've kind of thought oh they'd make a good zine or a book of some sort but never really known what to do or how to go about it but recently in the past year or so people like Ian Barnaby Nutt has done little um, reviews and how-tos for putting zines together. he done one, I think, late, possibly late last year, and he spoke about it on the Viewfinder Vikings podcast, how he went out and shot the images and then put all the um, details and how he put the zine together within one day. Now, back in 
um, January and February of this year, I got interested in what is known as ghost signs, and I have spoken about them previously on the show. So I started to sort of formulate a plan about going out and shooting them and maybe putting them together in a little zine. But kind of to my dismay, I found out that there was sort of like five or six hundred just in London alone. And thought, well, I'm not going out and photographing all of them. So I started to um, pare down ones that I thought would be interesting and were interesting to me. And I started to go out and shoot them. And I was probably, I'd say, three quarters of the way through actually shooting them when the lockdown happened. So that meant that I couldn't shoot them anymore. But I, in that time, I'd probably shot, I don't know, maybe 80 to 100. And I'd sort of already got an idea of the ones that I liked. And over this period, I've actually sat down and put them together in a little zine. Now, the idea was that they would be um, one to each page, the way that I wanted to lay it out. So there'd be one ghost sign on each page and the best way it seemed from from my choice anyway was to go with a square book um, so I, I went with a 8x8 now it's there's I didn't really know what I was actually doing so it, it did need some um, organisation and watching some YouTube videos to see how you go about putting it together, listening to other people's podcasts about how they put theirs together. Like I say, Ian Barnaby Nutt was one, and Matt Loves Cameras was another. Matt, I think, is either his recent episode or the one just before that was him describing how he put his zine together. Now, I didn't want to go out and get, you know expensive software that I would need to design stuff. I know a lot of people use um, InDesign. So I looked around to see if there was any sort of free software. And there was one which is called which is called Scribus. Um, So I downloaded it and had a look at it. It's not very intuitive but after a while I kind of understood how it the basics of it worked and I started to put the images together for this little zine that I was looking to produce Um, like I say I went for a square square format and I probably went with I think there's about 20 pictures in there And this made a 24-page booklet, obviously with the cover and the back. And once it's created, you can make a PDF of it, which seems to be the way that most places um, take the images and produce a book from. Now, I also wasn't sure what would be the best way to go about actually getting it produced I know a lot of people have used Mixum and 
although from what I've seen from Mixum, the actual um, finished product looks quite good and everything else. It, my biggest concern with it was that I would have to probably buy X amount, maybe 10, 20, and I wouldn't know whether I'd actually be able to sell any. Obviously, some I would probably give away, and the, you know, the idea of this scene is not to look to make any money out of it, which I don't think there's uh, a great possibility that you could make money, you know, loads of money from it. But, yeah, so the idea was how would I go about putting it together, um, getting it printed now. I looked at Mixum, and their prices are, are quite reasonable, but I was concerned about, you know, ending up getting 10, 20 copies printed and not being able to either sell any or shift any to, to any other people to, you know, that would be interested in them. And then I found out about um, a site called MagCloud. Now, MagCloud seemed to be based in the US, and basically what you can do with their, the way their, or the way that their um, system works is that it's actually print on demand which means that you upload your book that you've got. They will then tell you how much it will cost per page and what their fees are for it. Then you can put your own markup on, depending on how much you want to charge for it. Then they will um, print that copy at that price and whatever... The markup is that you put on it so say that you know their um, costing of it was and it's all in dollars as well so say their costing of it was say five dollars and then you decided to sell it for say ten dollars you would make five dollars on it um, and that way you don't have any outlay costs or any stock sitting around that doesn't sell or doesn't you know that people are not interested in and you're not trying to um, move stuff on that no one really wants um, because if no one's interested in it they just won't buy it and it, it's not costing you anything for it to sit up there now also Mad Cloud um, charged posting and packaging for different countries so to get it shipped to the UK say it might be four or five dollars to the US it's slightly cheaper to somewhere like Australia it's slightly more expensive but it takes out all the in my case anyway it takes out all the hassle of actually having to get a load printed um, having to distribute them postage and packaging um, you know cardboard envelopes whatever way you decide to send them now, I initially done a print with the with MagCloud and had one sent to me. And I kind of like, when I was first looking at it, I, I wasn't 100% sure how good it would be. But when I actually received the copy that I got printed, I was... Um, I, it, I'd say it's not up there with Mixum's... Um, quality, but I think the quality is still pretty good. It all looks to be printed on, I'd say, 
maybe a 130 stock gloss paper um, all the images seem to render quite well I'm, I'm quite happy with how they've actually turned out um, the colours look to be pretty good um, it is all colour this one so there's no black and white so I don't know what their black and white printing is like well I say that but I have seen Matt Day's um, social distancing book which I got a copy of which I mentioned in the last episode and that turned out quite well so yeah to be quite honest I'm quite happy with with what what they actually produced so I've now put my little zine together and like I say it's now up on MagCloud and obviously this is kind of a promotion for it as well so if anyone is actually interested in obtaining a copy they can go to MagCloud it's like I say I think it's 24 pages um, square 8 by 8 full colour and um, what else does it need to know about it yeah that's about it really It's there's not a lot of actual text in there just a at the beginning of it there's a little um, couple of sentences explaining what ghost signs are and then it's just all the images and then links to both my socials on for the uh, on the streets podcast and my flaneur with a camera um, Instagram account so yeah like I say if anyone is interested in sort of seeing it or picking up a copy you can also buy it as um, a PDF and I think personally I think it's price reasonable I mean some people might say it's not it's expensive some people might say it's quite cheap I don't know but yeah it's on MagCloud and like I say if you're interested in having a look at it it's MagCloud forward slash user forward slash George hyphen G um, I'll put a link in the show notes for it as well. And, yeah, um, that was my first scene that I've put together. And I quite enjoyed it, actually. Difficult um, learning how um, Scribus actually worked and getting it done. But once you sort of work out its little quirks and stuff, it is um, it becomes it becomes a lot easier. Oh, I've just had a absolute nightmare. The piece that you will have just heard, I deleted. And I was like, oh no, it's taken me like 20 minutes to record that. And I've now deleted it. So, I thought, ah, can I, is there any way of getting it back? <sighs> so... Before I'd done anything else, I whipped the SD card out of the recorder, ran down to my computer, turned my computer on, managed to get Recover up and running, and out of all the files that were on this SD card, that was the only file that I could recover. So, I've been really lucky, and recovered that file because to be perfectly honest I don't think I could have re-recorded that piece again Um, I think I've actually tried four maybe five times to record this 
whole episode and yeah I'm just so glad that I managed to get that back anyway on with this episode so after producing putting together the ghost sign scene I kind of got the bug for it and I did a little project back in 2017 um I'd kind of got a bit disillusioned with just shooting whatever I was shooting and I was not finding anything that inspired me but looking through some of my older photographs of when I'd been out shooting I noticed that a building kept appearing in the background of them um, every now and again and this particular building was the Shard now for people who live in London they'll know the Shard pretty well for others they probably won't but the Shard is a um, I think it's like 95 stories high and it's called the Shard because it looks like a shard of glass standing up in the sky and it's the tallest building in the UK and I think in the top 10 in Europe or something like that and that kind of gave me an idea why not shoot the Shard because it can be seen from all over London the outskirts of London I mean even tonight driving home there's a point where I crest over the top of a hill and I can see it and it's a good 20 miles away I would guess Mm, yeah must be about 20 miles away but you can just see it sticking up there um, it's a bit like the Eye, Eye of Sauron um, from Lord of the Rings but yeah so I kind of decided that well, maybe I'll go out and shoot this just to get me out and you know, back in the swing of taking photographs again so I started to go out with this project in mind and shoot images of Shard all in and around London uh, up close far away and I think in the end I shot I don't know something like 150 images over a couple of month period and I didn't really know what to do with the images some of them were good some of them not so good and they just ended up sitting on um, a Flickr account and I posted some of them to Instagram and whatnot few likes but then I was at the Tate Britain which is not the same as Tate Modern two different um, Tates but I was at Tate Britain and they had a installation there by someone who I'd never heard of called Wolfgang Tillmans and Basically, it was 56 images of Concord. And this is when Concord was flying. And it kind of intrigued me. It was kind of similar to Stephen Shaw's stuff, you know, where he went out and just snapshot, took snapshots of his daily life, you know, what he was eating rooms that he was staying in, motels that he was staying in, 
and but Tillman's was basically just images of Concord and obviously if anyone has heard Concord or when Concord was flying going over when Concord would go over you you knew it was Concord going over because it was just so loud and yeah he shot these 56 images and then laid them out in you know a grid pattern and uh obviously it ended up in the Tate Modern and that kind of I kind of thought hmm I could do something like that you know 56 images of the shard and then while I was looking into that I then realised that there was um Hokusai who was a Japanese um woodcut painting person back in the 1700s and he done a series called 36 views of Mount Fuji and one of his best well known one or one of his the best known ones from that series was um, called The Great Wave so I thought oh yeah a combination of those two I'll turn it into 36 images of the shard so I whittled the images that I had down to 36 and again posted them on uh, Flickr and Instagram but that's where they've sat for the last sort of three years but then as I've kind of got into this zine making thing I decided well that would make a nice project as well to turn into a zine so I turned that into a zine as well um, this time it's a perfect bound version again it's a square book but it has all the images that I took or not all the images but 36 images of the shard and I think it works quite well I'm quite impressed with it if I say so myself and I know this sounds like a lot of promotion for these two particular zines which I guess that's what this episode is actually all about it's the actual idea that I had a few years ago for the shard and then obviously the ghost signs and then actually turning them into um, zines that people can purchase if they're interested or if it's something that interests them I will leave a link in the show notes for the MagCloud site where you can go along and see the images um, you can actually preview the both the ghost signs and the shard pictures so even if you know, you're not interested in actually purchasing either one either as a physical book or um, an e-book type PDF thing you can at least see the images and if anyone's got any comments on them or anything you can always let me know via email or the Anchor app or even through either of my um, Instagram accounts so yeah I think that's this episode it's been quite difficult actually putting this one together um, one deleting the actual file which is not a good idea and 
two, I didn't really know how to actually approach this subject because it does feel as though it's a bit of a sell, sell, sell. But yeah, I hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode. You can contact me by email at onthestreetspodcast at gmail.com or through the Anchor app. You can leave a nice voice message or even a horrible one, depending on your choice. Or through Instagram at onthestreetspodcast or my other account at flaneur with a camera. Thanks for listening to this particular episode. I hope you found something of use or interest of it. And that's it for this episode. So bye for now. <laughs>